0: He'd explored every inch of the magnificent vessel. Steerage was not nearly as opulent and luxurious as first class or even second, but the entire ship was brand new, clean and freshly painted. And, he reflected ruefully, he'd only seen a grand total of three rats, far fewer than he and Daniel had chased out of the abandoned print shop they had made their home back in Belfast. Belfast. It already seemed a million miles away and a hundred years ago. "'Make a life for yourself,' Mrs. Rankin's words echoed in his mind. Did Paddy even deserve a life after what his heedlessness had done to Daniel? Perhaps not. But the world continued to turn, and the ship continued to sail. He had to live in the here and now, not in the past. If surviving made little sense, the alternative made that much less.' So, to the matter at hand, he needed somewhere to go, a place where Light Holler and the other officers would not find him. But first, he had an errand to run. He found a companion stairway that led up to E-Deck and hurried forward along the wide corridor nicknamed Scotland Road. As he walked past crew members, he fancied that their eyes were scanning him. It made him nervous. But, he reasoned, the stowaway had been last seen wearing a steward's uniform. Clothed as a third-class boy, he should be safe enough, unless he ran into Lightoller or one of the sailors who had seen him up close. He rounded the corner and approached the office of the Master-at-Arms. Word had travelled around the ship that two second-class passengers had been locked in the brig for attempted murder, most foul. Paddy knew all about it, because he was the one who had nearly been killed. Flattening himself to the bulkhead, he peered in through the doorway. The desk was deserted. Boldly, he took a step inside and turned to face the detention cells. There they were, Kevin Gilhooly, brother of the most powerful gangster in Belfast, and beside him, a hulking bodyguard with a thrice-broken nose, Seamus. "'You look good behind bars,' Paddy said with satisfaction. These were the two who had killed Daniel and had recently tried to pitch Paddy off the top deck of the Titanic.' You're a lucky little rat. I'll give you that, growled Gil But luck won't stop this boat from reaching New York. And then you're mine. And mine, added Seamus in a nasal voice. Paddy stuck his jaw out defiantly. You'll never touch me. You're going to jail for what you did. You think the Americans will be interested in what happened aboard a ship half a world away? gil shook his head. Enjoy your sweet voyage, boy. Use their gymnasium and have yourself a real Turkish steam bath. Because when I get my hands on you, you're going to squeal like your little friend in the Belfast shipyards. To hear Kevin Gilhouly talking about Daniel's murder, bragging about it, turned Paddy's rational thoughts into a blind rage. He snatched the pitcher of ice water from the desk and flung it at the cell. There was a crash as the glass shattered against the bars, sloshing a torrent of water and broken shards over Gilhooly. The shocked howl that exploded from the gangster's throat came as much from the icy deluge as from anger at Paddy. Guard! Paddy darted out of the office, moving away from Scotland Road, where crew members were sure to hear Gilhooly's bellowing and come running. He hurried up a small companion staircase past D deck to C and paused, catching his breath. A well-dressed gentleman in a dark suit shot him a disapproving glance as he walked by. He was in first class now. He could tell by the luxurious thickness of the carpeting, the panelled walls, the gleaming brass fixtures. Dressed like a common urchin from steerage, he stood out like a sore thumb. Third-class passengers were not allowed in this domain of millionaires. That made no difference to Paddy. Strictly speaking, he wasn't allowed anywhere. Still, if he were caught and questioned, sooner or later someone would realize that he and the mysterious stowaway happened to be one and the same. He had to get out of here. But where could he go? He couldn't head below. At that very moment, a search party could be forming on E-deck, and going up would only bring him farther into the rarefied air of first class. He caught a flash of navy blue at the end of the passageway, The color of the officer's uniforms. Paddy froze. Light holler? No, but not much better. Fifth officer low.